You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast with me, Robbie Musto, and him, Robbie Earl, reacting to match week 11 in England's amazing Premier League. Now, this match week, my friend, mm. uh, the biggest game, the most interesting game, fascinating game was always going to be Arsenal versus Liverpool. Mm. It finished 1-1, um, but I thought we learned quite a lot. You, Robbie Earl, you mm. give me an update about the Emre project. Well, first of all, I'd have to say, Rob, I thought it was a really good game. It was an intense game. It was two well-prepared teams. I think we knew at the start of this season Liverpool were going to be more serious and, and you know they, they've shown us evidence of that. The Unai Emery Experience Project, um, bear with me. You've got to bear with me with this because oh, I'm, no. I'm going down a road. A bumpy road. Feng Shui. Ooh. Feng Shui. I'm throwing that at you to, to open the podcast. Okay. okay. There's a new energy <laughs> at the Emirates. Okay. And, 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 and it's in three places. On the football pitch, the way that the manager has motivated, invigorated. Lucas Torreira, the midfield player, is a big part of this. And the way he plays has become infectious. But also mm. it becomes a collective thing. There's a new energy on the football pitch, Rob. I just think, even if you're looking at things from the naked eye, forget tactics and all the rest of it. There's a new energy on the side of the pitch. Unai Emery is involved in games. Unai Emery is demanding of his players. Unai Emery is charging up the fans and getting involved. There's a new energy at the sidelines and on the football pitch. And the third new energy is in the terraces, Robbie Musto. The Arsenal fans were into this game, were making as much noise as I can remember for a long time. And so, with whatever wind he's brought in, there's a new energy brought by Unai Emery. I'd love to, I'd love to pick that apart, um, but it's a good shout, mate. It's a good shout, and I think it's obvious, isn't it? I mean, mm. it's, it's it's very well phrased by yourself there, really well done. Um, but it's absolutely right. I couldn't agree more. And it just goes to show that that the likes of us and many others around mm. football were saying that this squad is a very good squad of mm -hmm. players. The difficult part of having good forwards has already set there. It just needed some organisation. Yeah. It needed a little bit of, as you say, energy. I would say, I would add aggression to that, Rob. I mm -hmm. think I think you hit when you said about Lucas Torreira. Yeah. I think is absolutely infectious. That's the key word there that you used it. Mm -hmm. I think when you're in a team, and I absolutely experience this myself, and and somebody goes. To, to close the border, yeah. somebody wins a tackle and the fans mm. all cheer. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, that is 100% infectious. Yeah. And everybody else wants a little bit of part to, part of that. I used to do that a lot. It's my is my way of trying to influence a game. <clears throat> 
And we're seeing it with Torreira. I think Grant Xhaka is is better mm. with a steady guy alongside him. Almost a mimic. They mimic each other, really. There's nothing. There's not. There's not one that does one job and one does another job. They both sit him. They're both intercepting. They're both keeping the ball simple. So that really has been um, uh, an important part of it. Um, there were switches in the team. Mkhitaryan came back in, yeah. and yet to find what we think that he has. Now, whether, whether the, it's in there, Rob, what do you think yeah. on Henrik Mkhitaryan? Because he's been in and out a little bit. Yeah. You see flashes of brilliance. Mm. We know how well he did in the Bundesliga. I still, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm feeling that maybe this guy is never going to be that a really effective um, player at this level or in this league. I totally get you. And, 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 and I was looking at the game as a whole, Rob, and I thought two of Arsenal's more disappointing players in terms of what you want them to do when they get possession with Menzo Ozil and Henrik Mkhitaryan. I just thought that last pass, that little bit of quality when all the hard work's been done, all the other things that, that we, we want have, have been done and then they got the ball and the last pass wasn't great. He's crossing, mm. the, the decision-making on those two. And mm. that's almost a bit of a contrast for us where we thought, well, we know they've got great quality but will they do all the other stuff? And maybe that's a balance. Maybe that's still got to come. And I'm with you. The jury's still out with, with, with Mkhitaryan. I mean, maybe all Manchester United fans yeah. would say, you know, Alexis going their way. The jury's still out with them and neither player has mm. quite shown what they can do. But I'm mm. going to believe in Emery and I'm going to believe in, in Mkhitaryan who got a start ahead of Iwobi and Iwobi's been in good form. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you what, with Unai Emery, you won't get too many chances to, to, to turn on. If, if you're not doing it, he doesn't mind mm. making hard decisions as far. And that's absolutely part of what mm-hmm. you're saying about the change there and the, yeah. and the way that he's adding. Just another kind of angle to this as well. You just talked about the guy, Alex Awobi. Mm. He came on and he had, he had a very positive effect on yeah. this team. And the team, as we know in this season's results and goals, have come in the second half. Now, our great mate Lee Dixon, yeah. of course, is very close to Arsenal Football Club and he knows some of the coaching staff mm. there. And he said, for uh, well, since this new guy's taken over, that training is a lot yeah. more competitive, it's a lot harder. And I think you're seeing right now, uh, amongst the energy and everything else that we've said is improved, yeah. it's fitter team, mate. Mm-hmm. It's a fitter team. They're coming on stronger. There's not, there's not like a, a weakening yeah, off and an end-to-end aspect. Bit, yeah. The soft bit we saw with Arsene mm-hmm. Wenger of the team totally opening up later in games and leaving themselves vulnerable for, for counterattacks and everything else. So, you know, the structure, the, the, the disciplined nature of the yeah. manager, the way that he's training the team, we didn't see it at the very start. It's no. taken, of course, it's going to take a little bit of time. But uh, i I got to say, you know, this was this was a tough game for Arsenal, yeah. and you could see the confidence in the team, the way they they just took it to Liverpool. Mm-hmm. You know what? You know, we, of course, we make on notes, Rob, on these games and yeah. stuff. And, and there was some point. And I'm not sure I'm gonna. I didn't fully want to go with it, but I was, it's kind of a Robbie Earl type of line. Mm-hmm. Arsenal's the new Liverpool, and mm-hmm. of course they're mm-hmm. not they, there yet. So people yeah. don't jump down me. Yeah. They're, they've yeah. got they've got the development mm-hmm. to go. But in terms of a manager coming in yeah. and, and, and more more pressing, more energy. More, more enthusiasm, like you said earlier on, and more aggression. Uh, it, it feels like wow, this Arsenal has jumped forward and isn't a million miles away from Liverpool, as this result will tell you. I mean, on, on the grand scheme of things, Rob, in terms of chances, yeah, I think probably Liverpool, and we'll go on with a bit more probably detail. On Liverpool, slightly better maybe chances. just a little bit more. Yeah, but I tell yeah. you what, I mean, I just it was, you know, I, I was really surprised and pleasantly surprised mm. at how close Arsenal look and I know they're at home I know they're on, the, on a great run now um, but I thought they had an excellent performance again and, and so much for Arsenal fans to think you know what 
they're going to be competitive this season yeah. and for the foreseeable future. Of course, he'll need his, his um, windows and his money and his mm. his dealings, but what a good kind of um, first quarter of the season for uh, Unai Emery. Well, absolutely, and, and I'm going to mirror you, you, your comment about sort of Arsenal's new Liverpool, which is very much one of my, my kind of sayings. In the, mm. I, I was looking at it and thought, give Unai Emery two more seasons... I think mm. they could, they should, they could and should be where Liverpool are. There's if enough, ta- get, yeah. there's enough tacking talent in that team. Yep. He might have to slightly reconstruct that midfield. We'll see how Jacker goes and whoever might be that best partner again. Doozy's development. Defensively, they've got a couple of things to work out, and I think yeah. he might have to make some big calls there. Just like Liverpool. Just like Liverpool did. And the goalkeeper, we mm. saw a couple of signs yesterday that weren't great, but listen, mm. we're going to give him the benefit of the doubt, we're going to yeah. give him the time, and, and, and let's see with Bert Leno. I like how he's handled that. Mm. Want to throw one name in to you for, from Arsenal's point of view? I know you're going to go. Robert Holding Correct. at the back. <laughs> I know. I know. Bolton Wonders Academy, signed for Arsenal, signed as pretty much an understudy, go and learn your trade under behind some good, experienced international pros and your time will come. Yeah. His time looks like it's starting to arrive. But, but, but I absolutely couldn't agree more. And to be fair, this isn't just this game. We've, no. we've talked mm-hmm. about him of recent weeks. Well, yeah. But what, I mean, a, a perfect example of a player, there's others in the team, that mm. benefit from a strong manager. Yeah. That, that he's got his full-backs not too far away, that he's got his midfield protection right in front of him. He isn't getting so exposed, Rob, where he's got to be a, a miraculous defender because there's nobody around in terms of support and covering him, and he's got a match runs in behind, he's got to go... He's got a little cocoon of people around him, and yeah. this, is not, this is not saying taking anything away from what he's done individually, but, but he's absolutely enjoying that, he's, he's, he's embracing it. Um, he certainly looks the best of the, per- the partnerships between Scrooge and Mustafi and himself, mm. and he is cementing himself in this team. For me, I know there's, there's others, Kostiani, uh, to come back into the side, but Rob Holding, that is bonus, that yeah, is real absolutely. bonus. And as you, just to go back onto the analogy of Liverpool, you know, that they've, they've got a great front line, no question. Mm. Midfield now is stronger. Mm-hmm. Of course, Liverpool strengthened quite late in, yeah. with Van Dijk and with Alisson and the, and the full-backs that come into the side and have done great. That's what Arsenal need. Mm. With When it was 1-0 to Liverpool, uh, Rob, yeah. I thought, you know what, this is a really good game, but mm. Liverpool look better. Liverpool look like they get the challenge for the title and Arsenal look like they're going to be a strong top four candidate. Yeah. And my, my line was going to be, you know what, it's the, it's the goalkeeper in the back four that... that uh, are the, the difference, difference today. Yeah, yeah. But then Arsenal mm. scored on 1-1. Mm. It, it, it kind of think, wow, you know yeah. what? There isn't much There mm. isn't much between them. Of course, Arsenal at home. But was there anything in you just switching to Liverpool, Rob, yeah, that well, was, was there, yeah. a, little bit, a little bit disappointed with how they played? Um, maybe disappointment's the wrong word. Uh, I think it was one of those games where, do you remember recently there was a top four game when Liverpool hosted Manchester City Manchester City, I thought, paid Liverpool a whole lot of respect with the way they played. I kind of felt it was reversed for Liverpool today. Like, they went to the Emirates and, and gave Arsenal mm. a lot of respect. I heard yeah. Klopp talking about before, about saying we'd have to be perfect, we'd have to mm. be set up. They get the 1-0 lead. 
Still maybe, from his point of view, not controlling games enough. I think Liverpool, uh, Arsenal had 12 shots during the game, mm. 6, 7, on top. That's a lot of shots to go against a so, Liverpool so, team. But doesn't that disappoint you then a little bit? Yeah, uh, yeah, disappoint to a certain degree. Just, it's just that I still think Liverpool are learning to play the way that Klopp wants them to play when they're not front foot. And the front three, again, didn't have a brilliant day. It wasn't one of those where they were super exciting and creating loads mm. of chances. I thought mm. the team worked harder and, and created the chances for, for the side. And I still think that they're, they're finding the way of mm. managing leading positions and seeing themselves out for points. Now, it's against another top six team, Rob, so they haven't dropped points. They've played City and, and, and Arsenal now and, and, and got jaws in both of those two big, important games. So, um, yes, I still think Jurgen Klopp would be disappointed. You go 1-0 up. I think, you know, we're talking about them being ta- the title challengers. I just feel this next month's going to be huge for Liverpool to, to kind of hang in to, to the top of the table. And uh, when we get to December and Christmas time... To be still there, putting the pressure on on Manchester City. Just on the game management, I want to push you on something mm. because I think over the weekend, maybe reacting to this game, I thought I heard you say yeah. that you wanted Liverpool after going in front to kind of push on and put the game away a little bit. Am no. I right? No, no. Did, did I, I, I not it was hear more the management? Maybe, uh, maybe the cal. I'm I'm more into the management and and part of what so I how think, so what so what where's the management been the, falling down because we let me just let me just say this we we've, we've said it before about liverpool well yeah. i have that they can't keep this heavy metal flat out football no, no, because sure. they're conceding goals Correct. so we wanted a little bit more uh, controlled management, game management yeah, yeah. but now <laughs> they are being more controlled rob and still not seeing sometimes. Um, I mean, for the most part, they've yeah. done it. But do you know what I mean? I, I'm sure I, there's I'm a balance just not, there. Yeah, and I'm, but I'm just not sure that at the moment, control balance for Liverpool doesn't mean that the opposition are getting enough chances. Control balance for, for City, control balance for Chelsea when they were at the best, under Conte, you didn't really get many chances. They could mm. sit back in, in a block, yeah. keep possession when they had the ball, play the game out, and almost wait. If I get a second, I get a second, yeah. but we, we're good with what... I don't quite think Liverpool are there yet, and that's, but that's the control. But it's, the right, it's, the right it's the right tactic, tactic but, but I don't think they're quite yet. good. Absolutely. Mm. Mm. And I don't mm. know if that happens in a season. Can they do that during the course of the season? Does it take them more of a season to do that? Because, as, as we've seen in the past, last season, if Liverpool went 1-0, they'd have been flying forward to get the second yes. and third. Yeah. And, and there's a different Liverpool now. And I, what, I, what I don't know is, how long does it take you to really bed that difference in? Just another point, Rob, maybe, maybe one of the last points on this mm. game. It, 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 it's regarding the front and the attacking play, he switched yeah. the system, didn't he? He switched the yeah, system he four, went back four, to 4-4, pretty much 4 4 one, one. Yeah. When you had Mo Salah yeah. as the number nine, the mm. highest player, the striker. He's done that in Europe Firmino. a couple of times, hasn't he? He's done it in previous games yeah. and the goals were flowing. Yeah. I think it's something he's just trying to get maybe mm. Mo Salah more involved in and around that goal. Firmino yeah. is playing a, was a, in a definite number yeah. 10, which mm-hmm. is okay for him. Mm-hmm. But it, it just smacks of this game, you know, and in recent games, Jurgen Klopp, and there's no criticism, he's just trying to find yeah. a, di- a bit of a different system because mm. some people say systems don't mean anything. Well, I think they do. Yeah. Just little different roles, different responsibilities defensively, um, and he's still tweaking it, and he's still trying to find the right formula. Now, it might be that this is the way he goes in the next few games. I don't yeah. know. But I just think it's interesting to note that, again, they start as a 4-3-3, as they usually are, with Salah mm. wider on the right. But, again, he, st- he found... We wanted to bring him inside because in recent games that's worked really well. But he mm. didn't want to start with that in this game. So it's just another no. sign, another and nod to he's, the front 
guys are not quite gelling as we saw last and, year. And you made a you made you made a great point. And I was purposely keeping my eye on, on a guy in terms of that system change and maybe why he did it. Fabinho in mm. that holding role, Rob. Yeah. Not quite sure yet. He's up no. to what level that that you can play two in there and or one in two ahead of him and know that he'll sit and can do that job. Still mm. think that that they may be. I just felt he might want to get more bodies around that, that middle of the park because I thought Fabinho at times looked a little bit loose like he hasn't quite got up to the speed of what's required. OK, a couple of, couple of guys then. So mm. how about Wijnaldum is now the best holding midfield player of the midfield players? Yeah. I'm just throwing it out there. I, 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 I think I was, I, was go- I, was, I was edging that way early in the season. I think we mm. talked about it in big games. I just think mm. his athleticism, Rob, now he looks like he's taking on another level mm. at, at the football club. So I would probably say, yeah, he's ahead of Henderson right now. And Joe Gomez, Rob, was mm. back as a central defender. Yeah. Trent Alexander-Arnold, mm. I, I thought, had a bit of a tough time. He did, yeah. Now, it is, are we seeing that the back four? Is Joe Gomez going to go back to right back, Rob, Possibly. and Dayan Lovren come back uh, in? I mean, is that, again, he's just figuring this stuff out, isn't he? Yeah, and, and Trent Alexander-Arnold, Rob, is a young young player. And we know we've both yeah. been there where sometimes your form goes a little bit. You're not yeah, quite on top of your game. It's tough to be good it's every tough week. And, yeah. and maybe just taking him out with the limelight, giving him a little rest, mm. bringing him in at the right time. Listen, mm. I think what Jurgen Klopp wants is six or seven good defenders who he knows he can rely on. And Trent Alexander is still one of those for sure. And just finally, Rob, you know, I think every weekend we learn so much. Mm. I, it maybe doesn't seem like that when you watch a team play, but, but there is a lot to learn every yeah. single weekend with individuals, with systems and everything else. Just in terms of Liverpool, mm. we both thought they were going to be an outstanding team this season to yeah. challenge Manchester City, who yeah. we'll go on and talk about. Anything with this game over recent games mm. that makes you doubt whether they really can push City as hard as we expected at the start of the season? No, because I still think there's, there's more to come from Liverpool. Mm. And it's whether that more to come we see, as I talk about, those, those, in, those key periods in the season. From mm. now till mid-December is huge for Liverpool. The next four, five yeah. weeks, they've got to stay on the tail and hang in there and give themselves a chance. We never know what happens over the Christmas period. You get a couple of dodgy results. All of a sudden, they could be right back in the mix. But they can't afford to let City get a gap. Yeah, and, and let's just, you know, they've played City at home, nil-nil. Yeah. Nil. They've yeah. played Arsenal away, 1-1. Mm. One, one. So yeah. that's, mm. you know, that, against, I, I think this season, business, yeah, yeah. The, I think this season, I think we're seeing the big teams beat the lower teams quite mm. comfortably. It's going to be about the, the, the big matches yeah. with the big five big or six, six if yeah. you put United in. Mm. That's going to decide who wins it. And in, on the, the last couple of results against the big boys, mm. you know, they've not lost. So that's, that's certainly a good sign. Well, the team they're chasing, mate, the mm. team who I think most pundits have picked as the team to, to win the Premier League seem to be hitting form at the right time put six goals past a pretty woeful Southampton over the, the course of the game um, are they getting better Manchester City are they are they maintaining standards they're maintaining standards um, there is definitely potential for the, I mean it's tough to be better than last year yeah, with what they yeah, did yeah. but there's potential that there's no there's no reason why it can't get a little better with Riyad Mahrez with Benjamin Mendy coming back in with Bernardo Silva's in constant improvement now which adds to midfield with Kevin De Bruyne to come back unfortunately again for him he looks yeah. like he's going to be out for a few weeks with a knee injury yeah. um so, yeah, of course, Aguero's in better condition. We know that as well. So there's lots of ingredients there to say that they're going to be better than last season. Leroy Sane is, is, was good again today. Raheem Sterling is a consistent little mm. player. I've said it millions of times now. He is a tough little 
cookie. And he, yeah. and he goes out there. He has nothing in his mind, to be fair to him, I think. I, I think he plays with no worries, mm. no thoughts about, you know, pressures or anything. He goes out there to play. He wants to get on the ball, wants to dribble, wants to make things happen. Doesn't always work for him. Mm. Um, but, but I think he's playing great. I think you've got a back four now, Rob, that, yeah. that is better than last season. Yeah. So, you know, that, 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 it, let's just talk a little bit yeah. about that centre-back pairing. Because I yeah. think now Pep's got the two, the type of two players he's wanted since he's come to this football club to be the platform to build off that, that, that's going to allow him to, to dominate the ball and attack in the way he wants. Emmerich mm. Laporte is mm. a Rolls Royce in waiting. <laughs> well, what's John, John Stones then? He's exactly the same thing. Well, you've got two of them. He's a lucky man. He is a lucky man. And... Well, I, is, he, is he lucky? He picks them out, no, he works them, well, it, and, and he gets them to where they so, want to be. Yeah. When Amory Laporte came in, Rob, I was a little bit, mm, yeah, not bad. And, you know, is he going to be a, an understudy? Maybe filling at left back, maybe over the course of the next day. All of a sudden, Rob, he ain't missed. He played every Premier yeah. League game, not lost at all. I can hardly recall him having to make what I would call a desperation slide tackle mm. because he's a, he's a reader of the game. And he's a brilliant passer. Yeah. Uh, when when they signed him, you know, of course we go back and look at video yeah. and, and look at some games that he played in before. And his is that left foot of pinging from one side to the other side. His passing was was a one thing that stood out to me. And yeah. of course we know that Pep likes that. I think when you look at those centre backs, Rob, um, Otamendi, Vincent Company, you know, n- not the most reliable and you know, the, the top, top level centre-backs. And he was always going to try and transition. He has got a young back four. I think they're all 23, aren't they? Apart yeah, from Walker, who's yeah. a few years older. A older yeah. I mean, and a, a goalkeeper. They've got a back, well, four out of that five that can be there for a very long time. I think he said as such that the, the two centre-backs could be there for a long time. So, uh, very dominant, Rob. Mm. I mean, not surprised at how they approach the game. I love the front three that played in this match yeah. for me. It is the That's the best. A team. That's the A team. I think it's the A team. Yeah. I think they're, they're they're stunningly brilliant together. Mm. The understanding. I mean, Sane of course gets disciplined a little bit, and maybe his attitude isn't perfect. But Pep is obviously working on that. Um, what it just this game though, Rob disturbed me, and you and you're probably going to know why it disturbed me. It disturbed me for how easy it was, yeah, right? Yeah. And it disturbed yeah. me at how Southampton approached the game. Yeah. How they hate, how they try to stop Man City, and I know City are great, mm. and I know that everybody's talking about is this City going to be better than last season? That was your discussion on the program, yeah, yeah. and that's the kind of social media. You can't, we can't conclude anything from that performance well, today. Uh, okay, really, I hear you, Rob, and, and and I'm sitting there at times, sort of thinking the same thing. But then I'm saying, okay, if I'm Mark Hughes, what what can I do different? I got centre forwards who can't score. Not got a great defensive setup. Decent fullbacks, two centre halves, okay at best. Midfield that's never looked that strong and dominated. Although these, these, you know, I think there's a couple of decent players in there. I mean, what what do you do yeah. to go to Man City? You say, yeah. okay, give me. I'm gonna give. Yeah. You haven't got pace. You haven't yeah. got physicality. Yeah. I mean, you can't dominate no. the ball. No, you know what you, you know what you say. What you ask them to do, Rob? You ask them to try. <laughs> no, seriously, you ask them to try. 
I couldn't believe what I was seeing. We've seen other teams and other yeah. leagues in the cup competitions, the FA Cup, wasn't it, that, mm. that, that, that gave Man City more yeah, of a, a bloody yeah, nose. Let, let, yeah, Bristol City. Yeah. Let, put a finger on them. Lay a glove on them. Yeah. You know, you, yeah, you may not have great goal-scoring strikers. You might yeah. not have real quality in the midfield. But I tell you what, you, you talk about physicality, there's no reason why they can't be more physical against Man City. I'm telling you, th- it, there was no attempt to close down. There was no attempt to press. There was no real defensively. I mean, some of the times when the City players were in their penalty box, it was embarrassing. Yeah. It was like yeah. watching the yeah, dog and dog. Yeah, it was like dog. a five-a-side. <laughs> so it, it's... But, but who, uh, so, so who... Go on, let's take this a little bit further. So who's to blame, Rob? Well, it has to be... Well, of course, it's a combination of the players, but majority is the manager. The manager can set the tone. The manager can organise. The manager can motivate. The manager can give them hope that this isn't... I mean, it's disturbing me, Rob. Not mm. just City's approach yeah, and uh, Southampton's, but, but in general... half teams are not teams, really having yeah, a go. They're not really having a go. Now, I don't know. I mean, Mark Hughes, he knows the, the Premier League so, so well. He's yeah. seen teams when he played for United and Chelsea mm. and all others... He's been both gave, sides, hasn't he? That, yeah. yeah, that have really made him in those great teams work mm. hard. I think we did that with the teams yeah, that we played for. We My goodness, I'm not seeing that so much now, and I miss it. I miss that in the Premier League. I don't want it to be this mm. league that's that the best teams just go out there and stroll and don't even have to, to work hard to win games. And this was one of those. Now, I know, and of course, I know the differences in money and the salaries and everything else. But I don't care about that when it's 11 v 11 and you can, you can roll your sleeves up and you can, you can at least kind of be aggressive or be, be, be run around and, and if, if playing for your own pride. I mean, what was it? Six one. I, I yeah, turned off, mate. Yeah, I couldn't I watch it. I, I went and watched the other games. It, 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 it was embarrassing for. It was like get, you were getting angry watching the, the, the screen and what was going. But on. the fans that travel there, the fans that, that support this this great mm. club, Southampton's a brilliant yeah, club. It's, it's a brilliant club. club. But why I would you support shocked. that team right now? I mean, it was five straight games. They hadn't scored a goal. You don't look like you know six goals all season. Don't mm. look like they've got a style of play. I mean, it's a real tough watch if you're a Southampton fan. And listen, Rob, they're they're, they're in serious trouble, Southampton. Well, yeah, I had, him, I had him going down this year because I didn't. I, I mean, I didn't. wasn't a big fan of the manager last year, Pellegrino. Um, but I didn't know whether he was that mm. bad. If he was that bad, then Southampton yeah. fans, plus bringing in Danny Ings, mm. they, they should be okay. Should be bad, I just wasn't convinced. Why well, yeah, they should be better? Mm. But but was Pellegrino that bad a manager? They they mm. scraped up last season. If he's that bad a manager, mm. and with Danny Ings, they should be okay. But they're not okay. So it makes me think, you know what, maybe he wasn't that bad. And this squad that we constantly say has got some good players there, maybe, maybe they're not that good. Yeah, maybe they haven't. Yeah. So the only, thing I, would, the only thing I would say, mate, and, and news that broke this week, let's, let's be careful what we wish for, because all this talk about European Super Leagues and God, come on, the, the big five or six, they do go off and do their own thing. And then yeah. we're, we're playing the best of the best. That'd be a nightmare. Yeah. When yeah. Talking, talking of big teams, and we put a tweet out there, Rob, and I'm yep. just going to go through a few of, 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 of the responses. We, we were said to people, you know, have Manchester City actually got better this season? We had some great uh, tweets. Here are a couple saying, uh, one from Mark, says, I believe they're better. Players instinctively know what Pep's looking for and what he wants them to do. They've tightened up defence, brought in Mahrez, it's helped strengthen the front line, pressure on Sterling and Sane to producing games. MH Nathan said that this, they may not set records this season, but their depth is stronger. Tighter defence too, considering them beaten through 11, all without KDB. Tommy Goodwin, he throws one out to his mate, says midfield so dominating. He said he's not sure at this point. I think he said either Robbie, or I think that's a mistake. I think he said mm. Robbie Musto couldn't even crack that <laughs> start in 11. Yeah. And um, Todd Alex Huber said, um, 
I don't know if you heard Carl's Medusa analogy today about they've got all the single snakes and when they come together, they turn you into stone. I mean, I was totally lost on, on all that. <laughs> but somebody said the Medusa analogy is perfect. Each player is deadly by themselves. Yeah. So who you plan to shut down, mind-blowing this season. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And, and, and four marks to the Man City, four mm. marks to the manager that's keeping them right at it. He's allowing no complacency. Um, and I saw the analysis today, Rob, th- those red zones that we talk about, I mean, it's it's every single game that yeah. they try and get into those in behind the mm. defence, in and around the, kind of the edge of the 18-yard box, if, if our yeah. listeners can kind of sense that to get not not you know in the wide areas not wide wide but but wide and in behind defenders to pull the ball back mm. I mean there's so many first time goals they score for the last two or three years it, it's yeah. ridiculous really that's what they try and do and it's obviously becoming very difficult for any team to stop them doing that absolutely so in a week when KDB got another uh, knee injury and could be out for five or six weeks uh, a good end for Pep and, and Manchester City as they move forward let's move to the other team in Manchester Rob uh, Manchester United went down to the vitality and, and had a struggle in getting the three points but in the end got the job done Marcus Rashford coming on as a sub and getting the, the goal how did you see this game first game of the weekend United and, and your overview of the performance okay so just just to, to link it from the last conversation yeah. Rob yeah. it is possible to, to, to be a smaller club and play great football and be yeah. competitive yeah. so i got to say I was incredibly impressed with Bournemouth yeah. in the first 30 minutes. They ripped Manchester Should United have been apart. Up. Should have been option two or three. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I just thought they were fa- absolutely fantastic, yeah. and you can see what momentum, results, confidence, the stadium, little old Bournemouth. I mean, yeah. that was a good yeah. state, a good atmosphere in there, and some of the football, the one touch, the passing mm. was, was absolutely fantastic, and and I thought they outworked and outplayed. United for the thir- the first 30 minutes. Yeah. Davy Brooks, mm. um, you know, when we're assessing managers and clubs, of course, recruitment's right up there. And some of the recruitment now at Bournemouth, maybe it's taken a little bit of time for these players to come through or to be effective. Yep. Thinking of Lewis Cook in midfield and, and, and a few others. But Davy Brooks, he looks, he's got a lovely touch, Rob. Mm. He's got a lovely touch on the ball. Yeah. And, when, and when you've got a reliable first touch and you make good decisions in terms of passing, you haven't got to be. You haven't got to be a big, strong, aggressive, fast guy. He's got a lovely touch on the ball, and he, the, the flick that he nearly scored got a good save from De Gea as well. I think that was in the first half. I mean, I, I was I was bowled over actually of how good Bournemouth were, mm. and I really felt at the end that they deserved something from it. I mean, of course, United, great credit again. Yeah coming back into the second half but I just wanted to give so much credit to Eddie Howe Absolutely. at Bournemouth and, and what this club is achieving at the moment yep totally totally agree with you I think it was it was a combination of of Bournemouth's ability to keep the ball development under the manager confidence in players who many of whom Rob have come from the championship look at Callum yeah. Wilson look at Stanislas look at Brooks yeah. look at Lewis Cook Lewis Cook yeah. I mean, you know, they're not the biggest names in the world. You know, up against the Pogba's and the Martial's and, you know, all this money. Alexis, um, you know, sort of still not quite getting out of his slump. Uh, mm. It was a real contrast. But also, United started poorly. Um, didn't yeah. get about the task properly. Looked a little bit like, oh, it's a, it, we're a long way from home. And, and it took them 30 minutes before they even started to look like they were really interested in the game. So let me throw it back to you, Robbie. You asked me early on, whose fault is, was that? Whose fault is this? We've seen it too many times now for United it's in the first the, half. It's got to be the manager, hasn't it? It's got to be how you're sent out in the first 
10, 15, 20 minutes of a game to go and set yourself that, that thing. And it, it shouldn't be the manager. There should be a self-motivation from the players, but it eventually comes back to the manager. And Jose Mourinho, after the game, was saying, now we can't understand how we played so badly after the first eight minutes. Well, you know what, Jose, go and have a look at the last few tapes because there's not had too many games where we've not had the same thing. Now, I don't know why that is. Is it bad? Is there not a great feeling in the dressing room that you go out and take? Because, you know, what the dressing room, like, Five or ten minutes before you're going out, everybody's fist pumping and cheering yeah. and banging yeah. walls without, and getting without, the atmospheres yeah. and without question, out, yeah, out always, you go. Yeah. It, it seems like that's not the case for Man United. Yeah, and maybe, of course, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, but maybe this particular squad is makeup is yeah. a, is a little Different. bit flaky. Yeah. You've got Pogba, you've got Fred, who's new, and you've got Martial. Mm-hmm. We know his bit, bit about his body language, you know a bit about Alexis. I mean, one matters not kind of the yeah. the go and get him, you know, physical type of uh, rah rah sort of fired up guy. So maybe the squad is not helping as well. But I mean, it was interesting Jose's words afterwards and describing the first half as chaotic, chaotic <laughs> yeah, defensively, yeah. and that continues to be his. His major issue, I, I feel like, I mean, of course we criticise sometimes for the way that his style and, and being expansive, he, he doesn't want to be anywhere near expansive no. without a strong foundation. And I think at the moment it, it's, it continues to be his biggest problem. We think it might be some of the attacking play, but he wants a strong foundation. And he's just not got it, Rob. Now, whether it's Chris Smalling's the problem, whether Ashley Young now continues to play it right back, he's an, he's an older guy. I mean, he still works really hard yeah, and does, does okay, but there's probably better fullbacks out there that they can probably secure um, than Ashley Young. So, you know, of course, better in the second half, um, but, but the, the defensive frailties in the first half and the way that Bournemouth, I mean, they could have... They could have had three or four in the first half. Yeah, that, sure. That's the major worry for United, that they can't keep clean sheets. No, and, and the, the teams of the past that Jose Mourinho's have uh, have kept clean. I think his Chelsea team, something like 15 goals all season they gave away. I mean, you couldn't get a shot at that goal, never mind to, to score. Um, he's not got the same with this team, so he's going to have to build them up differently. Mm. Um, let's try and talk, let's look at a couple of positive, positives. Anthony yep. Martial again. Yeah. Gets his goal from that position. Starting to see a more consistent Martial, maybe a slightly happier Martial, though he hasn't signed the contract yet. Um, I think the only difference is, Rob, that he's playing. Mm-hmm. He's playing, he got, he got some goals, and the manager feels like he has to continue him. And by continuing him, I think it just reiterates what a good player he is. I've always really liked Anthony Martial. I think he should be on that left mm-hmm. side um, always. Um, <clears throat> there's a couple of things. Uh, poor Pogba... Mm-hmm. His his quality for the goal, I thought, was, yeah, was real class. Yeah. Okay, yeah, real class. And, and he, again, a guy that gets criticised sometimes. I thought he, for the most part, did his job. I yeah. saw him tackling, I saw him working mm-hmm. back. And just that little moment with the goal... I mean, just the way that he, he just finds a space and just dinks the ball up. I mean, that was that Brilliant. was that was that was world class kind of midfield creative play. So that was a positive. Just just a quick conversation, Robbie. Marcus Rashford. Yes. Lukaku didn't start this game. No, it was ill, it, apparently, or something. Right. Is there strong enough evidence that Marcus Rashford should be the number nine starting as a striker for the upcoming games? Or is, is Jose going to go back to Lukaku? What's he going to do? What's he going to do or what should he do? Marcus Rashford deserves Give me both. His Give me both. Ma- Marcus Give me both. Rashford deserves his time so you of four or five game run. To, right. to prove himself to be the Manchester United So you would do striker. that? That's so you what would I do would that right do. Now. Right. I'm uh, not sure Jose's convinced. In I think if Marcus Rashford goes in the team, he's it, it's a... It's almost like a 45-minute... Every 45 minutes, he'll be assessed. 
if he doesn't play well in the first half, I think at half-time he's being told, you've got 10 more minutes, so you're going to be off. I think if he doesn't play a good game, by the time the next game comes along, or he hasn't scored in the game, I think he's... And I think that affects Marcus Rashford, because I don't think he feels like, you know what, I can relax. If I don't take a chance, it's not the end of the world. I'm going to have a run and I'll score goals. Because the, the, biggest, the, the biggest compliment I can give him of the chance that he, he scored against Bournemouth was having sort of missed one that he should have scored. Ake made it a great block, but he should have really scored that if, if you're in form. Mm. He's... he's understanding and his nerve to wait for the ball to drop before he struck it, I thought shows you the mental strength of a, of a centre-forward. Because I'm telling you, well, I've been there when you, you've, missed, you've missed a couple and you may be desperate for a goal, and that ball bouncing, you, you smash it as quick as you can and as hard as you can, and normally it goes over the box. He was prepared to wait for it to fall in the right position to get his contact, to get his goal. And that, that tells me something about the individual, and that also tells me that this kid deserves a chance now give mm. give him a run and mm. let's see we might we might be wrong we might he might play six games and not get a mm. goal and not yeah. fit in and we might go you know what maybe it's a bit early or maybe the club's yeah. too big I think it's exactly the right thing that should should happen. I think mm. the fans want to see it. I think Lukaku fell away quite badly. I think a situation where if he continues to play Rob that, that you know one of them where he touches bad and the fans like yeah. oh he, yeah. he gets it gets negative, kind of a little yeah. negative and it, it puts real pressure on his his touches. It's absolutely for me the time to give Rashford a run and say, you know what, Romelu Lukaku, just you know, chill out a little bit, you know, be on the bench, be there for your teammates, but and you will get another chance, of course, at some point. But I think it, it would be the right thing to do. <sighs> Whether it's going to happen, mm. I, I, I don't think it is. I think look when Lukaku's fit again, I think Jose needs him, needs him to be the guy, mm. and will give him another opportunity straight away. But but again, I wouldn't. It's a huge, game, a huge week coming up for yes, Manchester United. Yes, it is. Let's look forward. So it, it, mm. They've got Juventus um, midweek in the Champions League. Yep, away. Away yep. from home. I mean, uh, got beat at home. Not going to be easy. Mm. Next Sunday, there's a little matter of a Manchester derby at the Etihad, uh, 11 a.m. on NBCSN. If Manchester United think they can start a game for 30 <laughs> minutes like they started at Bournemouth, let me tell you, this oh, yeah. Manchester City team will yeah. be 5 0 up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. But, but it won't happen, Robert. But it won't, because you know, it's a derby. And it's, a, it's, it's Jose B. Pep and all the things. The TV cameras are on it. That will not happen. But isn't it a difficult little week for, for United? Oh. What a oh. difficult mm. week. I mean, if they want to if they want to try and progress in that Champions League, mm. then they've got to put in an incredible amount of work ethic and performance um, to try and match Juventus. And on the back of that, they've got to then turn around and, and regroup. The game is on Wednesday at Juve, Rob. And then the the derby's on Sunday, so um, yeah. Of course, it's you know it is what it is. There's a few days of rest, but in terms of, no, I don't think we can say. Can we say defining a season? I don't no, know no, no, if they don't get if they don't get positive results in these two games. It might be confirmation of the thought that that, that the Mourinho project is absolutely stalled, yeah. and there might not be any life left in it. Mm. You know, given I believe it will continue limping forward. Um, it almost feels like you're right. Like it, like this would be the first checkpoint. Like okay, let's hold on. We, we, yeah, with this we position we in the Champions League, yeah. yeah with, with this position in the, in, the, in the league table, okay. Well, well, you know, stay of execution on you yeah. go. Is this or maybe, right? Yeah. Is but, this right correct. where you are in the league table yeah. now? Is that what you are yeah, right now? Correct. We get confirmation mm. if they get good results. If they can go there and get get a draw. If they can get well, not four. Well, yeah, I guess if they can get four points from these two games. Mm. 
then that's a like, you yeah. know what, maybe they are false. Maybe they've mm. had a real bad start and they're getting yeah. out of it and they're going to find a way. So quite, I guess maybe it is defining. Maybe well, it is defining it's interesting. in terms of the season. I listened to the press conference before the, the weekend's game at Bournemouth and Jose said, you know, November, the, the, the fixture list in the season can all sort of start and put you in a, in a difficult or different position. He says, by December, you'll know who we are. We'll know who we are. And I was yeah. thinking, Ooh, that, that's quite bold because you could be looking up or you actually mm. could be looking down because there's no certainty about Manchester United now. And, and that's, I think, their, their biggest issue. Yeah, and he said recently again, didn't he, that they're going to be returning to the top four. Mm. That he feels it. Mm. He feels they're getting better. Yeah. But again, I, you know, I've described it as a bit of a roller coaster. And you look at the first thirty minutes, and you're like, mm. wow. You know, just when you, just when you want to be positive about yeah. United with yeah. some of the performances, some of the comeback victories, and the feel-good factor that, that's trying to get back in there. You know, after that, you're like, wow. This, this is just so bad. So. Yeah, absolutely, my friend. Yeah. A, a big, big week yeah. for uh, for United. Big week ahead. Lots to look forward to. Juve mm. and the derby against Manchester City. Mm. Rob, we're going to spend the last few minutes on a team that um, go under the radar. And we've had a couple of tweets from a few Chelsea fans saying, you never talk about Chelsea. You talk about all these other teams and Spurs. and blah. So we are going to talk about Chelsea for, for today. Yeah. Yeah. And we are going to be positive about Alvaro Morata. And we are going to be positive mm. about a team that at the moment sits second behind Manchester City. They do, and it's just a fascinating project. It's a fascinating project, and Alvaro Morata, mm. you know, wow, we've we've spoken a lot about this guy and whether he is going to be durable, good enough for the Premier League. And for the most part, my conclusion is no. You know what? He's not. But I tell you, who need him? Chelsea need him. Yeah. Chelsea need him to find form to to all of a sudden for something to drop the penny to drop. You know, confidence now. He's got two goals. He should have got three goals in this game against Palace. They won three one. And I'm like, go on then, because because he's got to have some quality in there, Rob. Yeah. You know, not the can they challenge yet. Rob with him? If he if he if he turns a twenty into yeah. a twenty goal yes. season, can they challenge? Absolutely. Yes. If he gets yeah. twenty goals, you got Hazard's goals. You got mm-hmm. Pedro. Uh, um, yeah, scoring really again he's a sharp little player I really like him you've got, got potential goals from Barkley though he didn't have his best game mm. but Morata is the key if Morata gets if he doesn't get towards 20 then it's like wow can, can they can they be that team I mean I'm, I'm not sure they can even if he does considering some of the defending today again David Luiz yeah. is caught out for, yeah, the, for the Palace goal yeah. just a simple little give and go from Andres Townsend that does really well to score um but yeah, Ch- Chelsea continued to boss games without Hazard. You thought today, well, you know what, is he, you know, can, can they be as effective? I still think they're a little slow at times, Rob, to start games. And, and, I, and I don't like it when I'm watching a, a team that, that I know can do better, almost wasting time with just simple passes. And we know the control is there. Um, so I sometimes feel I want them to, to, to be stronger, to be quicker early on in games but mm. for the most part they do come on and find those goals so I, again it was it was you know palace didn't just go there to lie down it, it, they put up a decent showing but but for chelsea when they you know some of the attacking play again some of those passes from midfield to those front players mm. uh, was really really good if the 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 key i mean azad comes on he gets a foul on the edge of the box he yeah. swings the free kicking morata scores you know azad again has such an important impact even coming off the bench but i think the story today was Alvaro Morata and what he might be for this club absolutely I felt a little bit sorry for him that he didn't actually get his hat trick you know just felt like he needed one of those moments you know like hat trick ball fans cheering his name lads sort of in the dressing room signing the ball patting him that's almost what he needs to kick start him and I think take Chelsea to, to, to another level. I agree with you. I think it's a little bit like both Unai Emery and Mauricio Sarri have kind of 
ahead of the curve with their projects in some respects. They, they, they've done more, they've affected more than I thought. Now, there's still more to come from both outfits. I think we still see changes of personnel for both outfits. But there's something about Chelsea Football Club, Rob, mm. that they know how to win. Well, I tell you, let me, let me, I did a bit of research, Robbie. Mm. I did a bit of research. Um, and I'm going to make a statement here. That, that Chelsea Football Club, mm. in the Premier League era are the best at picking managers by a mile. Are the best at picking managers by a mile. Mm. Mauricio Sarri, okay, we, we mm. don't know how successful he's going to be. I think he's got, the, is it the, the joint longest unbeaten yeah, streak, streak to, to start yeah, a yeah, manager career yeah, in England or yeah, the Premier, Premier League or whatever. Career, yeah. um, but just real quickly, mm. Mourinho. I'm just talking yeah. about um, uh, manager appointments, Rob. Mourinho, first time, Premier League, FA Cup, League Cup, mm. success. Ancelotti, FA Cup Premier League double. Jose Mourinho, again, Premier League League Cup. Antonio Conte, Premier League win, FA Cup. Mm. Now, others, right? Others, yeah. Avram Grant, yeah. led, the, led the club to a Champions League and a League Cup final. Roberto Di Matteo, a Champions League victory. Rafa Benitez, mm. a Europa, Europa League victory. Yeah. Gus Hiddink, an FA Cup victory. Two bad appointments since 2000. Mm. Phil Scolari in 2008 and Andres Villas-Boas in 2012. I mean, talk about making the right cause of the right people hiring and firing and changing and picking the right guys. Brilliant. Absolutely. uh, Recruitment. You actually mean A plus uh, star. Are they they short-term projects though? Is Chelsea a short-term project? Is Chelsea a three- yeah. Season window for a manager to go yeah. in. Yeah. And, and, and I have yeah. no problem with that. Yeah. But by the yeah. way, first of all, Rob, just of course I, I get, okay, that, that there's a lot of money spent with, yeah. with um, Roman yeah. Abramovich, course, okay? Yeah. Uh, that's said. Mm. Of course they're going to be in and around. But in yeah, terms of be. picking guys yeah. to get the team over the line to win trophies, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, uh, and what's wrong with that, Rob? What's no, wrong with it, that? It, it might not suit everybody, but it's just Chelsea's way. And, and there's no right and wrong way to do it. It's about where you finish at the table and what you're doing. We've seen plenty of people throw money at it and not necessarily mean they, they, they finish yeah. top of the pile. Yeah, yeah. So I just I just mm. thought, you know, when I watch this guy, this Mauricio Sarri, yeah. that it seems that everybody loves him, by the way. Mm. Everybody loves yeah, him. He's doing everything right, on and off the field, the, the style, the, the, the fans, just the way he reacted to the trouble um, last weekend. Um, it, it, he's doing a, a brilliant job and it just got me thinking, wow, this club... You know, much maligned maybe for, for, for you know, Abramovich firing coaches and stuff, but yeah. they've, they've won a lot of stuff based on making those big calls in mm. terms of the managers. So, listen, we'll see where they go with this guy. Um, but at the moment, you know, the, the team is close to picking itself. Um, I'm not, still not sure Ross Park is going to be the man. Mm. Robert came off of today, didn't he, for Kovacic? Didn't do much yet. today. Yeah, that's um, where he's got to get that consistency and realise that big clubs... You've got to keep performing. Your seven out of tens has got to be a minimum. Yeah. Listen, if you I just before are you finished with Chelsea and Rob, because yeah, there's something yeah. I just want to bring up. I, yeah. I wasn't sure where we were going to talk about it much in this podcast, mm. but I just thought about something and I want to bring it up. It's Spurs. Okay. Okay. And Spurs uh, victory three against two Wolves three yeah, two. Yeah. And there was something that that had me very very angry on the on the couch watching this game, and after the. In the post-game show, you said exactly what I was thinking. And Kyle, our good pal Kyle, mm. was not quite so strong on this, your, your opinion. Yeah. But I was 150 million percent on what you said. 
and and it was it was the fullback yeah. Kieran Trippier, Kieran Trippier. at yeah. three nil yeah. up, three nil up. Yeah. trying to nutmeg mm. in his in in a dangerous position. Yeah. Now, if there's one thing that summarises mm. this club yeah. in in situations where they're a better team and they should win games, I'm thinking about the the, the Champions League, of course, where those matches they would look better yeah. and drop points. It, mentality, doing yeah. the right things, yeah. being professional, mm. and, and that moment where he yeah. tried to nutmeg, and then the centre back made a mistake with the, mm. the foul, and yeah. I get that, and he was exhausted later on, yeah. but it 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 made a, a comfortable game into a drama I just wanted to touch that on this podcast to say I totally agree mate mm. and, and and he's a brilliant player Kip, yeah, uh, Trippier been, but but for me the manager now should jump down his Absolutely. throat after the game and yeah. say you know this is this is one of the reasons why we correct. don't get over the line when correct. we should get over the line Absolutely and I just wanted to, to add that point in I, mean, I think Kai was a bit more like yeah, you know what three nil up more, yeah, about and, that, and people might feel yeah, that way that's, that's, okay, that's absolutely no, fine you're absolutely right I mean that that's what he's got to jump on that's the difference between winning a game three nil and, and all of a sudden could have drawn, been drawn the game three all and, does and it mean does it does it and my last line on this, Rob, are they too mm. nice, Spurs? Are they too nice? So if somebody does that, or if, if there's a club or the team's under pressure, who's ripping people's yeah, heads off? Yeah, yeah. Like, come on, guys, but, but, let's make sure we don't give anything up. And I get that point, and you're right, because we've played in teams where, God, even if you tried something like that, you're going to get four or five guys. I mean, oh, somebody would have you up yeah, against course. the wall when you're in the dressing room. Yeah. But it's also about the individual. Why is Kieran Trippier want to show people that he's going to nutmeg Kick the ball out, defend the throw in, and, and you win the game 3-0. Te- that tells me something about the individual, Rob, and, it, and, mm. and, and that's something that Pochettino, they're a brilliant team. He's an outstanding player, had a, had a fantastic World Cup, but those little things could be the difference. And, you know, the, there's plenty of fullers. You Lee Dixon's won, I think, titles in, in three different decades now. Lee, Di- can you imagine Lee Dixon oh, yeah. trying to nutmeg somebody? Yeah, yeah. It, it just wouldn't even it wouldn't is. even enter his head. Not not in that situation no. where you're defending. No. By the way, you're, no. you're close to your goal line. It's going to be a, a risky situation. Up, it wouldn't happen, and, yeah. and that's the difference. That's what Spurs have got to become more responsible professionals, right? If they or, want to or, go on, and or they've got to be tougher. They were that that pressure late on, Rob. Yeah. They were a shambles defensively, mm. and that's what made me think: Is this team who, who out there is it can pull this yeah. team around? Like, like mm. you know, I know we keep you know Roy Keane at United mm. was the man that I witnessed from five yards away mm. pull that team together when they right. looked a little bit shaky. And I'm not sure I see anybody in mm. Spurs. I mean, you know, the modern way maybe you don't need to have many of them, but yeah. but Some, particularly for Spurs, be a check, that team needs a, a nasty. You know, influence on the field to make sure they don't turn into a shambles. Yeah. You know, when when uh, you know a team like Wolves attack them. Absolutely, great yeah. point, mate. Yeah, yeah, Spurs need to tough it up a little bit in, in later stages of game to make sure they get it done. We gave Chelsea a bit of love, mate. We haven't done that for a while, so hopefully Chelsea fans are a little bit happy. Uh, that's it from us. Don't forget, we want to hear from you and what you think about the Two Robbies show by downloading on Apple Podcasts. And please rate and review the show. Let us know what you think about our work. So, on a weekend when Rashford rescued Man United, Lacazette levelled for Arsenal and Sterling scored for City. Don't forget, look out for more our midweek podcast when we review a week's games in Champions League and Europa League from all the Premier League clubs. So I'm Earl, he's Musto, together with the two Robbies. Thanks for listening and bye for now. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? 
also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.